0: Hey everyone and welcome to episode 20 of Platform Enterprise, the show that platforms radical solutions to our living crisis. I'm your host, Rachel Donald, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm a writer and a journalist. You can find my work at www.platformenterprise.com and subscribe to get my newsletter and this podcast delivered to your inbox every week. That's www.platformenterprise.com. On today's episode is economic anthropologist Julio Linares, who joins me to discuss Circles, a cryptocurrency project that also provides a universal basic income to its users. That's right. This is a universal basic income crypto, and their aim is to eradicate world poverty. It is absolutely fascinating. Julio is a real expert on the subject. I was so thrilled to get him on the show, and I'm so honored to be able to platform this project you're going to absolutely love it so if at the end you do please leave the show five stars and leave a review to let Julio and I know what you think of the conversation finally if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple podcasts or whatever you can actually go and watch it over on satellite so head to www.platformenterprise.com and follow the links to watch this episode okay everyone without further ado enjoy the show Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to learn more about circles. Yeah. It just sounds absolutely amazing. I've been gunning for this interview since Ella uh, platformed you.
1: <laughs> nice. How did you meet Ella?
0: Um so she was platformed by Baruch, who was platformed <laughs> by Blake. Um, yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's nice to keep this like kind of through line of, of communication working together, not necessarily even on the same projects, but for the same goals and values.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah, I know, (laughs) Baruch.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I feel very, very fortunate. So, please introduce uh, Circles to to the listeners.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, So, hello, my name is Julio. I'm from Guatemala. I'm an economic anthropologist, and I work on a project called Circles, which is, uh, um, I would call it... uh, money system a credit money system that is trying to give people the power to issue money and claim the right to have an unconditional basic income
0: claim the right to have a conditional basic income
1: unconditional
0: Unconditional basic income income. okay
1: great yeah yeah Yeah, i mean universal basic income is normally defined as a a, uh unconditional amount of money uh usually a cash transfer or any form of, of money that is readily used as a means of payment uh so without means testing so without you having to prove that you are in a specific gender or a specific income category or a specific uh, uh yeah type of demographic like you just get it because you exist mm. um and this is normally thought of from uh from a policy perspective from a government perspective uh with circles i mean circles is just a, a technology like socially what we're trying to build is like the a social organization uh to really try to democratize economy uh, through the democratization of money and the social organization that is needed so in practice uh, we we have assemblies that people can join uh, and we host many different ways in which we try to connect different local actors in the city here in berlin uh, and also with other people facilitating this knowledge of uh, direct democracy uh, direct democratic organization so you know connecting for local farmers to supermarket cooperatives to uh local uh shops restaurants uh alternative delivery uh options and so on and really try to connect all these uh you know different values uh or different practices that people are doing uh together and yeah try to like make enough wealth circulate within the network that people can actually eventually claim the stuff that they need to live right so it's mm-hmm. like a we call it like a basic income from the bottom up and that's why that's why it's kind of hard because it's really you're kind of going against the grain in some ways right but but at the same time the system at least allows uh, for people to get out of this sort of hyper local um, nest that many sort of mutual credit systems that existed in that have existed for many even years before often sort of gets get uh, stopped at so I mean mutual credit systems are really are really great really good in the sense that they allow people to go in and out of, of of obligations with each other, in and out of debt with each other. With circles, you can also do that, but uh, the, the payment system also ripples down. So if I send, if I want to send out on the circles to to Ella, I could do that through you, for example. Right. Uh, and so it's just architecturally speaking, it's just an interesting system to create a more, uh, yeah, a mesh of, of 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 credit networks that people can. Yeah, so sort of uh, used as a way to to claim resources and it's really the power to issue promises, to issue credit, to issue money, uh, which is I think the the empowering side of it.
0: Right, okay. There's so much to dig into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) let's start with like the structure of it. Is, Is it a cryptocurrency? Is that how you would define it?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, I, mean the, I think the, the problem with the, with the cryptocurrency in general is that uh, they have a really, like, uh, regressive idea of what money is. Like, me as an economic anthropologist, uh, I, you know, we, we study money from many different points of view. And, and, like, when you look at something like Bitcoin, that's called a cryptocurrency. It's supposed to be a current, you know, something that you see, something that flows, mm. something that moves around. Uh, but Bitcoin is really, has this really old regressive idea of money. Like, it's thought of, of something almost asocial. Uh, in so many ways, uh, um, I mean, it's really this idea that money is intrinsically valuable. No? Bitcoin is sort of intrinsically valuable. And then if many enough people believe it and then make articles about it, it just yeah. grows and grows and grows. Yeah. And it's basically a bro cult in some ways. So. <laughs> right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the so, ultimate
0: commodity fetish.
1: Yeah, there it's sort of commodity fetishism in some ways. And so um to call i wouldn't even call most crypto like i would call them tokens like crypto tokens you know blank objects as my friend brett calls them uh really uh so 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 circles is is really trying to be a, a credit system so uh uh, uh I, I i don't know if i don't i don't yeah yeah i guess you could call it a cryptocurrency just because it's easy to 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 refer to it like this but yeah, no, I we would, should
0: refer to it how it's yeah. called. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it uses a blockchain, right? It's okay. it's based on a blockchain. Uh so it does have this element of encryption and decentralization to it, uh which allows for, you know, eventually different people setting up their local versions of Circle everywhere. Right? So right now we have one one Circle system uh that you know unintendedly it was an unintended consequence it became uh viral if, if, on twitter uh, on crypto twitter
2: <laughs>
1: and uh yeah people all over the world took it up so um people in china people in uh, latin america people in europe uh people in in parts of Saharan africa people in the us many people in the us took it up so uh of course you know that's 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 also the thing like people are so used in the crypto world people are so used to this idea of money as like something that you can make money out of like Mm -hmm. I'll put it in an exchange I'll sell it for for more than what I got it from and I make some money uh and that's you know uh why when people saw circles they were like oh free crypto you know I'm gonna just sell this for Bitcoin eventually and they make my money And they were like hey this is not an exchange you it's this is not what it this is meant for it's it's an iou you know it's a it's it's a you issue a promise to somebody and then you can claim stuff for it
0: right (laughs) okay sorry it's like it's i've (laughs) i've been thinking about it a lot since since ella mentioned it and like in you know preparing for this and i was like how do you separate you know like a, a token from exchange value like i was really 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 trying to wrap my head around it and, and i struggled you know that's how i kind of indebted Ooh. i am to, to the idea of currency and money but right okay it's like saying you know I, you've given me this and here is something you can claim it back against or like when you need something from me you then come and get it
1: yeah exactly exactly it, yeah, kind of i mean it's like it's like for example like uh I don't know you want a tea uh from a local tea shop uh and this tea is in the network and they give part of their production the future production onto the network yeah. so you can go and pay in circles for for tea and then uh the, the tea uh maker can use it to buy milk yeah maybe at the local at the local farm for example uh right. and then they and then they can use that for for maybe they need i don't know. A dentist for their daughter or, or or help with distribution or whatever and and the idea is that you democratically find, like you organize with people to find those things that these other people that these other actors need to mm. localize the economy more mm-hmm. to make it more um yeah more more interdependent with the local circuits i mean we you know we've lived in this horrible like uh globalization like you know a couple of decades now neoliberalism that there is no like people have sort of become very deterritorialized, and and now with covid i mean people have seen that there is a really big need to sort of you know empower the local circuits you know Uh, especially in a place like europe that has such a legacy of colonialism and so on like Mm. to really build more uh local circuits of exchange um that, that it's not just local it's also interdependent with other regions here uh but but also more sustainable right
0: right okay and then who so how do you decide how much um like a circle. okay so if i want to buy a cup of tea from you um for one i think it's called trust right one token
1: uh yeah so there's the, so there is this element of trust in the system trust in the circle system means basically two things uh, one thing is the ability to, yeah, basically issue credit to somebody. Yeah. Like I trust somebody because I know that I can uh, claim stuff uh, for them and they will accept my circles and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And the other one is about, it's the trust element there. It's more about uh, like when you trust somebody to enter the system right now, you need three people to trust him. So it's basically right. saying this person is a human being. So Rachel is real. It's, she's not a, a bot uh, uh, created by somebody to like, mm-hmm. you know, claim uh, you know uh, uh, yeah. a basic income uh, you know um this this so so yeah so that so those are the two means of trust in the system one is like a sort of relational way of uh yeah a lot like making sure that people are people who they say they are and then the second one is uh, the ability to issue tru- uh, to issue credit to somebody else i mean whatever that is credit that is trust right mm. so um i think that's really important to say and and uh, but what, what, about what you were asking is about the pricing. I think with the pricing, uh, the conditions we set uh, were for for, for you for the euro, we like to try to um, have a parity with the euro. So what we tell like uh, vendors is like, if, if you want to sell, um, I don't know, a meal for five euros, you can charge the same in circles. Okay. So instead of five euros, you charge uh, five circles. So one to one. So the ability to create this consensus is, is, you know, important at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and do you find that typically uh, people are happy to um, price at the use value as opposed to the exchange value, or is that kind of an issue that you're you're coming across?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, people try to try to yeah. I think the the use value is definitely way better. Um, yeah, I think there are always people who are like, "Hey, I want to sell a plant for two hundred circles," and people are like, "Wait, what? I don't, I'm not gonna buy that from you." Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I think it's important to create that. I mean, most successful mutual credit systems have managed to do that to create some sort of parity with the with the national currency, even though they don't have as much economic power of like the things moving in the network. But just having that really allows people to to it, it's easier to understand, you know, how to pay stuff. But it's also Makes for a more uh, more trust, really more confidence in the
0: system. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I think if it's quite an alien concept, um, yeah. then having that like baseline, that parity, as you say, is really really helpful for for getting people involved. But I have so many questions about this, like uh, how how you get a project like this off the ground, even because as you mentioned the globalization, and you know if we yep. go if we keep going back to the tea example, um, it's very very unlikely. Well, it's pretty unlikely that somebody who's selling tea in Europe in a cafe is sourcing their tea and coffee from Europe. So yeah. if mm. further down the supply chain, they're not yeah. using this method of credit or circles or whatever, then how is it possible for people like, to, to start using it within their communities? What kind of hurdles do you have to overcome?
1: Yeah, I think first of all is to understand that you know money should be thought about as also as a territory, um, in the sense of like you have to see uh, what is sourced with it, like where does it come from, you know, like where where as you're saying like the coffee that is made in Chiapas uh, comes all the way to Berlin, um, and people might pay in circles for the coffee, but the the person who gets the that circles is not gonna pay directly the the person in Chiapas. Maybe <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Uh, hopefully but, one but, day but hopefully one day, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the, the thing about this is that you're trying to really get people to think about where do things come from and what can you actually source in the network? Right. Mm. Uh, so of course, you know, like sometimes I, I work with, uh, like Berlin hipsters who are like, oh, I want my spiritual cacao from Brazil and I don't know what, and, and so on and I'm like okay fine but you know like what about i don't know some like other stuff that you can source from here that you can use for your spiritual practices you know sure. like that's also that's also totally fine and and valid it's just i think about really making a collective decision about the types of things that we want to 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 claim and source from the from the region i think that at least allowing people to have that choice and not just to like be subjected to like oh do you buy at the Edeka or the Bio Company and it's all already really based on this class thing you no know? in, mm-hmm. in Berlin i don't know i don't know where you're based but um in germany like supermarkets are really about class maybe so a lot of the times like you know more or less which class people belong to depending on where they buy yeah, sure. and and if you really want to have an alternative to uh, i don't know the the, the 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 crazy monocropping food system we have now in europe um that also fucks up the rest of the world with the U- eu subsidies and so on you like it's like you you grab a thread and you realize that the thing is really way more entangled than you think mm-hmm,
2: no mm-hmm.
1: so so it's really about getting people to realize this by organizing the economy around them and then say like, hey what the hell you know uh what what are these policymakers doing you know why are they uh you know allowing all this meat to be imported from the amazon forest that kills a yeah. forest in the amazon and yeah. then destroys the what's left of the small and medium farms in europe yeah. and so it's i don't know i think that's why I, I feel like you know we have to think about money as a territory of defense in the sense that like if we accept uh, if we keep accepting the money of the of uh, of the state and the bank and bank money uh we're basically just saying yes to all the exploitation that happens down the line like Circus is trying to do a more consensual money in the sense that you know you can actually build relationships with the producers and the different distributors and and also the people who do a lot of the care work, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my uh, a, a professor man used to say, you know, like you make a cup once and you wash it a thousand times. Most work is just maintaining stuff. So also to value those those flows, I think it's important.
0: This is really, really, really interesting. And I, I really like how it's. Um at once a tool and also a framework for for asking questions and for interrogating with the the current mode of doing um, and therefore a path forward as well. I really, really like that. My question then at this point would be, what responsibility do you think we have in the West um, for ensuring that global supply chains are sustained? while we try to change them because of the communities who are are exploited for their labor but do also still depend on those terribly exploitative systems in place for their for their own money for their own food for their own communities
1: yeah i think i think um like for example like as part of uh, my active work, like we like with some migrant collectives here in Berlin, we we've done many a lot of work going to, for example, Brandenburg, which is like this region that surrounds Berlin, uh, and it's a rural area. And there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of agriculture going on. There's a lot of land grabbing, uh, that happened. So we were talking to people from La Via Campesina there, which is this, uh, like, uh, peasant farm or like organized, uh, like farm, farm, uh, network. That started in Brazil and now it's also in Europe, uh, and they're like, hey, you know, like the lefties or the people like in the city in Berlin, they have they have these like you know uh, high and mighty vibes that you know don't really care about what's going on in their own rural areas. Like they may care about what's going on with I don't know the Zapatistas in uh, in Chiapas or in Rojava in Kurdistan and, and or Bolivia and so on, but you know, what about their own yeah. agricultural sector, right? So I think it's it's really about breaking this alienation, or I don't know how to call this, like, that, you know, you can actually change the system by just, you know, building relationships with these people and building bridges uh, that, you know, there is a connection between the financialization of housing in Berlin uh, that makes the rents go up and also makes means that the people who who make culture and the art and stuff Suffer and the people, you know, migrant people and other people who don't have uh, a lot of stuff to live, um, they will suffer. Uh, and, and the financialization that happens in Brandenburg as well with the land grabbing and the big monocultures and how that's tied to the big subsidies for the big uh, buy uh, company, you know, that both all these like monoculture mono, mono uh, farms that just destroy the planet. So I think the responsibility is to people to, 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 to think where their feet are. Uh, and to act uh according to that mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's the thing like you know there's so much people that you know especially in like europe and the us who have this like uh i don't know it's like a savior complex and they're like hey i'm going to go to to africa i'm going to go to latin america and i'm going to you know like save those people and, and 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 civilize them and develop them and whatever and whatever and it's like hey, you know like actually like poor countries are developing rich countries right through yeah. this like On even subsidies and i think by building local power in europe uh of like like economic and political relations uh through you know different circuits of exchange um then you can actually challenge the institutions and tell them like hey why are you still charging a tariff to uh to you know for all these exports and imports that that we get you know uh i think i think that just building local local autonomy local power it's important
0: right okay so it's it's pretty arrogant to assume that we could be of benefit to uh, a quote-unquote third world country when we haven't sorted things out in our own backyard where there's still huge income inequality and yeah i mean it's,
1: it's a, i mean if you want to be an internationalist you you also have to, to you, you, you can only be an internationalist if you start local yeah like, you know like <laughs> you cannot be yeah. you know so i think it's it's uh it's really important like if you want to like be in solidarity with the people in, in brazil who get uh you know all these fucked up agreements the rules on that and so on then understand what's the relation between that and what's happening in the in the eu and the agricultural sector and so on and so forth and then mm. see where you can where you can come in and try to do something mm. like i see that like in many of the projects that are trying to do interesting things in berlin is like uh they're really good projects with really good people uh but they will only like also including circles, like we will only become uh, a really powerful force if we connect and unite and build something that's bigger than our own projects, right? Um, Because oftentimes it's really all about like this individual entrepreneur and, you know, the founder and everybody's a founder and I don't know what they found, but they, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, we need to really get out of this individualist logic, you know, Mm. (laughs) like
0: Yeah, yeah, and stick to, to building bridges between uh between the communities and between the projects, as opposed to um, yeah, trying to take home the title or whatever it is. Yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to late stage capitalism, social enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in a world with circles, then say let's say you get all of Berlin mm. on um on circles. So I want to get into the details a little bit more. So this would be a universal, basic, unconditional income for people because they could go to wherever they need and give these circles of trust, these IOUs, say, okay, I'm going to go to the dentist and here's, here's 10 circles for that. Now, how would, for people that are, are laborers, for people that are employees, how do they help? How do they um, reciprocate? the circles, you know, if I'm not in service, if I'm not an entrepreneur, if I don't offer quote unquote something, how do I exchange that when somebody comes knocking on my door?
1: You mean if you're like a, like a worker, like yeah. a laborer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can also offer your labor time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you can help in, uh, like I said, like you can help in, in other stuff. Like the idea is that people take the economy in their own hands. You yeah. Know? So, so they say hey you know maybe i cannot uh i don't know produce tomatoes but i can maybe help to pick them up or maybe uh, help to distribute them to the city or maybe help to organize the local distribution point or maybe help to you know give uh you know do something in the community that yeah. is also part of the communal labor yeah. that allows you to feel that you're also part of it uh, yeah. right and then and then you can also claim stuff for it i mean i think that's that's the important part as well like of course, you're gonna have inequalities between who produces more and and less. But at the end of the day, it's like we can all give something, uh, and then we can all claim something as well. And I think it's important for people to see that, like, many people today have this issue that you know they're like really like like craving for meaning, like in their lives. Like they, they have this incap like inability to produce meaning. Like capitalism doesn't allow people to produce meaning, mm. and so like something like circles is just giving a space for people to say like actually you can organize things together with other people. Mm. And then, claim stuff for it, and of course, like uh like when I go to shops, I don't talk to them about the blockchain and universal basic income, and these are like really, really like like big concepts. I try to bring them down and just say, like, "Hey, with this, you can claim stuff from these shops, and, and what do you need you know uh what do you need? Do you need uh supplies? do you need uh uh advertisements? What do you need mm. and then we can find that, you know, and i think I think this is the logic that you have to kinda of get into like how do you support each other.
0: For sure, for sure. Does that mean though that um circles can be claimed back against other people, that it's very much circular. So if I uh buy tea from you and I give you two circles, then you can go and use those two circles to get more tea from your tea supplier. It doesn't directly have to come back from me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. It can it's it ripples. So yeah it, it doesn't yeah, like that's what I was saying at the beginning. Like basically like like the trick is to really find those local circuits Mm. so like between three four five different like rings so Mm. people i don't know as i said like it can be a farmer a logistics person like distribution and and production are always intertwined right uh and then and and then yeah to here to the local supermarket that that sells it and then also to the to the restaurants and and so on and so forth right Mm. um so i think it's like it can, it can, yeah. The idea is sure. that it's circulates, yeah.
0: For sure. And how does one then start? Say, um, I get nominated to, to be a part of this system. Like, I'm I, do you start somebody with a certain number of circles, and then it's on them to also like grow that by giving back to the community?
1: Yeah. So right now, and this is an interesting thing. Like, we we start uh, once you enter the system, two people trust you. You get 50 circles, and then you get eight a day. So the idea is that everybody all the time gets an equal amount. Uh, so the system is by itself inflationary uh, to make sure that there is uh, to minimize this thing of like the the early winners. So like, mm. so over time, because everybody's always issuing the same amount, if you enter first, over time, the difference will be lower. So inflation is always a process of redistribution, right? The problem that today inflation is, you know, the 99% lose their lose their purchasing power yep. and just you know, through debt and other mechanisms, just all the all the wealth goes back to the 1% through banks and all these things. Yeah. In circles, we're trying to make a, a system that is more equal in terms of, like, redistribution internally. Uh, but people only really start to issue money or issue credit once they really go in and out of obligations with each other. Mm. Uh, but the idea is that you always have the, 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 the power to issue credit or to issue money. And that's really hard to get people to feel that power. Uh, because we're so used to being money takers, we're not money makers. <laughs> does that make right. sense?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So does that mean, um, like, who's who is generating the money then? How does this get sent out through the blockchain? And I'm sorry, I'm revealing just how technologically illiterate. <laughs> by saying
1: yeah, yeah, that. totally. I mean, for sure there is a protocol that uh, that has all the all of the code where all these all these parameters are set. But I think it's important to, 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 that's what I meant. Like people shouldn't be feeling like there is some entity called a blockchain that then, you know, makes you trust people. And then they, you know, money comes through, through this system. But actually people are the ones who are issuing the promises outwards, you know, yeah. the, the, the credit outwards.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, that's, so, yeah.
0: yeah. You're making opportunity for, for other people. I really see now more and more how it, it is about facilitating social relationships. And building up communities as opposed to just a cryptocurrency i, I understand why you were kind of yeah.
1: yeah i mean money is money is a social relation you know it's just we're so used to thinking of money as that's a thing you know yeah that's just how this is how 99 of the world thinks about money yeah. it's like here is this object uh and this is money and it's you yeah. know look at it it's so shiny and, yeah. and, and brown and it's you know worth i don't know how much
0: yeah. but it's uh, but money is a very linear um Social relationship because, for example, if you know, if um, I owe you a, a hundred euros, um, oh. then it's unlikely, just in our current way of thinking, that you will go and get that hundred euros from somebody else, for example. You know, it's this very direct exchange that we want with, with money. Oh. Um, whereas what you're proposing is this idea of like, well, you know, if you're a community and you're organizing around a community, then everybody benefits. So I can go mm-hmm. and get that debt repaid from somebody else and I can go and give to somebody else. And it's just fostering this idea of like one person wins in the community, then the community wins, as opposed to um, a very, well, I don't know. Yeah, just linear mm. relationship yeah. I think, with money. Like it, it's very possess- possessed yeah. and possessive. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. I mean, the thing with, with money is that it's today a private commodity, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the problem I mean, properties you know part of the main issue of our civilization but um with you know with circles is like just trying to really represent the reality that we are always intertwined interrelated interdependent mm. uh the money system today the banking system uh makes us all feel like individuals like we yeah. have our wage we have a little bank account and you know we don't tell anybody how much we have there mm-hmm. and it's all really awkward and you know yeah. and so guilty like you know You see it all in the Germans, like, you know, like uh, guilt and shame and guilt and and death are the same word in German.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: yeah. I didn't (laughs) know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there is a lot of crazy moral economies going on that, uh, you know, also like it's a way of colonization in a way. Like it makes people, you know, not be able to, to, to act, to separate things from each other. And that's why, as you were saying, like money today feels like it's very, you know, thing about two atoms kind of mm. maybe touching each other sometimes but it's like uh-uh. but actually no in reality everything is super interconnected uh and the reason why you know all these ecological disasters is happening because the way it's interconnected you know just helps the process of capital accumulation and the commodification of power by very by few elite you know
0: this is amazing because if you get you know enough of the right kinds of institutions or organizations agreeing to this, like I'm just imagining, if you had like one building, one block of flats, and one, you know, rather eccentric landlord uh, <laughs> who ha- will happily accept circles, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure where you yeah, find yeah. them, but like if you're gonna find them anywhere in, your- in Europe, it's probably Berlin. Um, yeah. And that and that would be it. imagine like twenty people those twenty people living in that building could then just solely go on circles like you've got your one shop that accepts it, maybe like your education or whatever, and that's it. There's your community, and then yeah, people don't okay. have to rely on on money. they don't have to go and and work you know mm-hmm. exploitatively on labor for they don't have to go and work for somebody else in order to just get enough to get by.
1: Totally. I mean there are communities like that are already emerging in Berlin mm-hmm. uh, but 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 again I like, uh, it's like a big flat to build uh, a building with a bunch of beautiful people and so on but those relationships are also if they are gonna be able to not work and so on it means that there is a machine of like you know social machine of many people uh, yeah. giving them the stuff that they need right so the idea is that these hubs help to make other hubs happen and yeah. and that you actually build bottom-up economic and also political power you know
0: i think it's also about changing the the concept of work you know work doesn't have to be ex- an ex- um, hours that you put in in exchange for money it can also be tending your community garden growing food looking after somebody's kids all of you know giving back totally. to your community to, to, to sustain it that can mm-hmm. be a form of work um, yeah totally. yeah that's
1: but, the fundamental form of work you know I would say like most work is just maintaining stuff. Mm. Very few times we spend actually making a thing, you know. Mm. Uh, most, most time is just like, oh, how does how to make the microphone work? How to make, uh, you know, how to clean my the like the, cleaning the dishes, the, mm. the, the, the room, and all these things and so on. But today, this is not uh, part of your wage check, you know, like uh, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, basic income challenges the idea of work fundamentally because it tries to. Uh, release people from from wage slavery basically like and which is one of the fundamental cores of capitalism it's like if people are tied to this wage and if they don't work then they die kind of basically and so with a basic income I mean that's why we're trying to also say that it's not just it's not just uh, like the idea of circles is it goes beyond beyond that in saying like we want to also democratize the monetary creation and give that power to people so it becomes a commons. Uh, and not just in the preview of a private bank or the central uh, or the central bank, but really claim that power from the bottom up.
0: I mean, this is pretty revolutionary stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Do you think um, do you think people are are ready for it? Because whilst uh, people might be ready for for something new, or they might be frustrated, or or Certainly, starting to recognize just how kind of stacked against them the cards are. But you think people are ready for something so fundamentally natural, and yet still so alien to our current way of doing things?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's a matter of making it work. Mm. You know, to really build those relationships, and then when people see it working, I think then it's easier. You know, Uh, uh, then it's really kind of you know, it didn't way way easier than trying to yeah like with these things like the ideas are really going to the root of things but i always try to come back to the present and be like hey no okay i have to go and talk to a farmer next week <laughs> and then i have to tell him or her that you know this is important because of this and that and he can benefit very practically how can they also benefit because farmers are really constrained they don't have time for oh, yeah. you you know <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: how many people do you have on on the system now?
1: So, as I said at the beginning, what happened was that this thing became viral on Twitter, and it was a bit of a, of a crazy ride, I think, after October. And I think right now we have over 100,000 people all over the planet who have this. Oh uh, we don't know how many of them are real, but it's, you know, it's quite a lot. So, we're not... Uh, uh, yeah, we're, we've been trying to organize and send out messages to, to in, on the web about who wants to actually organize this in their local communities. Right. So we've had a nice responses, I don't know, in China, in Shenzhen. We heard about some 1,500 community that's already exchanging vegetables for circles. Uh, wow. Some people in Chicago. Uh, yeah, many, many, many people are emerging some communes in, in uh, Portugal, uh, Algarve in Algarve they're looking into circles and maybe it's an option, but there are, you know, there are many alternatives also. Circles is not, it's just one of many mm. different uh, local currency projects that are emerging. Mm. Um, you know, and I think it's important to say that because, uh, you know, there is a plurality, like we need to get out of this idea of the monoculture of money. Mm. There is just one money for everything. And, you know, there is projects in France, there's the Tuniter people in Kenya, there's Gratis Economics, there is Sardex in Sardinia. Uh, the credit common guys in uh, in the UK. There is so many different uh, you know protocols and systems emerging. What is needed is the social organization. You know, right. that's the key part. You know,
0: and why do you think that bit's the most difficult?
1: Because I mean, anybody can just you know build technology, I guess, and and, and have it there. Like most of the technologies are already there, but to really build the social infrastructure to get people to think about money and to organize it differently and to give the resources uh for this funny money (laughs) Mm. Uh, you know it's like uh it takes time and i think i think oftentimes community currencies uh, don't scale because they often lack the broader political uh like framework or idea that goes with it um it's more like a localist thing like yeah we're gonna organize this you know it's mostly like very like, I don't know, permaculture people or people who are really interested in like building community at the local level, uh, but with Circles, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're very political about it, like, mm. we're, like we're trying to say that, okay, this technology, we're trying to embed it with our ethics, with our, with our values, uh, to really try to make economic democracy a reality.
0: Mm. How is Circles funded then?
1: So right now we were funded by uh, a guy called Martin Koppelman. He got the idea of the, he started the idea of Circles back in like 2013. Uh, and then there were like many different programmer people, crypto people around who were like trying to make teams to, to make it, to, to develop it. Uh, and it was only until 2018, I think at the end. Yeah, no, 2019, I think at the end, uh, or half of the year that, that we actually started coding it. So he became really rich at the beginning of the crypto bubble and then he's he, you know he's a really nice guy and so he started funding the project to make it a reality right and now we're trying to like build campaigns to get like do- donations and people to support our work and mm. and be able to to sustain it like that um we're also thinking of of other crazy ideas to do this like looking at the crypto markets we're thinking okay maybe we can do some some uh, some way in which we can fundraise a bunch of money in these crypto markets and then have that as a way to fund our work in the meantime mm-hmm. that's totally separated from from the circles so we don't get confused you know mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking of ways you know it's like we're trying to be very pragmatic about it
0: um do you find that there is an ethical dilemma in mm-hmm. having to quote unquote play the game um of the current financial system in order to fund um this new potential financial or economic system
1: yeah i mean i think that's the contradiction that most uh, uh community currency projects face like you know it's people who want to build an alternative money system who still have to pay their rent yeah and have a wage to do that yeah and so i think that's the that's the tricky part you know um i think we have to embrace the contradiction like uh for example, I you know had this i have this this text I wrote recently about making a deconstruction company uh, to sort of deconstruct uh, you know the 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 many financialized constructions that happen in the city as a way of uh, you know then buying back land, buying back flats, mm. buying back buildings, and then give them for as a as social housing community living for people you know mm, yeah. that can, can be also co-owned by people. Yeah. so that's kind of like a way of showing the contradictions of financial capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also trying to like um, show ironically its contradictions and also like try to claim spaces in the city you know yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure if, if just uh, a, a lot could be undone if you know some people with some money wanted to, to risk their own fortunes essentially to kind of upend markets and upend uh, systems <laughs>
1: Totally. I mean, I think it's a class thing. Like most people uh, who you have to really look at the, at the capitalist class and understand that they're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there are people, like especially in the crypto world, there are many people who are who are really radical at the beginning uh, or are still really radical. Uh, they really wanted to create different social forums, different institutions, you know, uh, and they just ended up with all this capital. And they're like, holy shit, what do I do with this? Yeah. Uh, and there are many well-meaning people out there who are trying to really... Uh, give their resources, or part of their money, or, or or even fundraise to to give to social projects, right? So I think it's it's really about creating these inter-social class alliances in a way uh, between the the radical left and these crypto people and uh, um, and many other actors, right? And then and then have them you know uh, like talk those tensions through and those contradictions through. I think that's important because you know like. The, the the left the radical left is is, is very precarious these days in mm. berlin so mm. it's not uh you know and uh, but it's really radical at the same time um and and then the crypto people have the problem that they're trying to reinvent governance through all these DAOs and i don't know what and it's like it's really like it's really over engineered and, and sort of naive and and you they see that they cannot replace uh how to say uh they cannot replace uh they're realizing now that their money cannot replace social organization you know and so there is an there is a potential alliances to be made there i think that can only make things uh, you know stronger
0: well ultimately that's what alliances do and i think one of the maybe issues or hurdles that we're seeing in the way of progress is certainly an unwillingness for for different factions um to to take the same side when ultimately the the goal is the same and maybe the way of getting there is is a bit is not similar um, and yet the radical left definitely has to accept it, its limitations and its failures over the past decade i i was had a somebody on the the podcast recently who his whole framework of, of his art and his and his writing and his activism now is um, concretized in his understanding that you know we've all failed; otherwise, the world mm. wouldn't be in the situation that it is today. <laughs> and we yep. have ten years to figure it out, so we better start, you know, setting some uh, some realistic goals and some concrete goals very 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 fast. Tony. So, yeah, alliances are definitely how we're going to do that.
1: <laughs> Tony Tony
0: and A lot could be done if the right kind of people had capital in order to yeah as you say deconstruct capital it's not just going to come from the bottom up that's what we've seen yeah
1: Yeah, you need you need the alliances i mean uh you need to seize the means you know yeah yeah. (laughs) like um, capital is capital is as the symbolic representation of power and i think you know i mean people are getting over this but like well we cannot abolish power we we have to decentralize it Mm. uh and give it to, to to everybody to people you know like the black panthers are the best you know like power to the people yeah. <laughs> like you know it's it's yeah it's as simple as that you know and i think it's not um, it you know and i think it, it challenges many things because yeah i mean we can go into like the problems of the left in germany but i don't maybe this is the outside of the scope of this conversation <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about circles i'll we'll probably get into trouble now
0: <laughs> What is what is the goal for Circles then going forward? Like what kind of people do you want to see getting involved? What kind of institutions and organizations do you need to get involved going forward?
1: I think anybody who's interested in economic democracy Mm. uh, and really building more ecological and democratic alternatives uh, to the civilizational crisis that we have. Uh, There could be cooperatives, uh, you know, that are already on that path. We can provide a means of payment for cooperatives, a a credit system for cooperatives. Mm uh that could be also research institutes you know mm-hmm. we need a lot of research on what we're doing there's so many new concepts that are emerging that we need like something like a bell labs or something to to pe- for people to like start to uh produce knowledge around it and mm-hmm. see what are the best options like um yeah uh there are so many good researchers out there doing work on like how those how do How do these networks actually look like, and how do they benefit from having these complementary actors you know mm. and these are knowledge that you can very easily translate to an activist and say like this is what you have to look for you know uh so also activists as well you know yeah uh, anybody yeah. whos and 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 also people who just want to organize locally where they are, they don't have to call themselves an activist, just somebody who's just interested in in seeing. Uh, local change in their local environment mm. uh, especially if there is a an, an, you know, need for cash like you see it now in the US like they're talking about whether or not they're going to give this 1,000 I don't know how much yeah. check
0: yeah.
1: you know yeah. when Trump was giving them more money like it, it's, it's yeah. insane and so like I think it's really uh, Circus is an alternative in the sense that it's trying to give people the ability to like decide what types of promises they want to create with each other. So yeah, I mean, what we want to do long term is to make basic income a reality. That's what I work for. Yeah. Also also local municipalities, you know, like local majors, we're going to do a campaign this year to push and get uh, an alliance between different local majors all over the planet that are for basic income to issue a basic income into being, Uh, whether with circles or with something else or with like national money, I don't care, like just to really get outside of the imagination of, of the moment and, 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 and provide an alternative to the national sentiment of
0: the day. That's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing because it solves so many problems to do this like via a technology like blockchain but essentially also with that that promise, that framework of a promise of an IOU of community. I mean it combats so many of the the issues that people want to bring up about universal basic income, whether it's about you know inflation or whether it's about uh, god demotivating people or and all that absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. This totally. is a way to actually build it within and around social existing social relationships and nurture them, and it, it's totally. an amazing idea.
1: Yeah, and and it's also a practice, you know, that's the Mm. important part. Like uh, People in Europe think that they can solve all their problems just by thinking about them, and this is wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We need to act, you know.
0: (laughs) Do you think, this is probably my final question, I'm conscious of the time, do you think that um, Europe is the best place to start something like this, or do you think there are other corners of the world that are often overlooked?
1: yeah I think I mean in places where money is made scarce where there is a, a a lot of poverty, I think things like circles uh have you know a lot of power so like for example in mm-hmm. Kenya there is this amazing organization called Grassroots economics uh that allows people to make their own community credit uh and they make uh, a garden a community garden and then out of that they can produce a bunch of stuff that can be sold for the for the for this currency mm-hmm. that actually helps in their everyday uh you know, household uh, expenditures and so on. So that's really that's you know that's really powerful. Like um, I think the the challenge uh, in Europe is to really break the imagination that all these bureaucratic institutions have like put on our on their heads. You know, like uh, whether that's the central banks, uh, private banks, the EU, all the nation states, and the bureaucracies of them and so on. It's really really a challenge you know uh i think that's 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 also why it's harder to break it here uh because people have been you know fed up this 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 lie that they're all individuals and you know they can only become successful by going up the ladder themselves and so on uh i think people want something else Mm. Uh, i just think we need to find ways where they can get organized
0: Mm. well there's a lot of safety in the existing system um, and I'm not one to think that there's a sort of there's a they with a capital T that are dictating and demanding kind of what goes on. Like I think that we're all yeah. essentially products of you know yeah, the the totally. systems in place. Um, totally. So the, the crisis yeah. of imagination is it's not that it's with the, the the proletariat for example or the the people on the ground. The crisis of imagination is with pretty much everybody. Um, yeah. Because it totally. it's like you know. Patriarchy—it hurts everybody. It's not just something that hurts women. Like capitalism, it hurts everybody. Um, even if you go up the echelons of class and wealth to the very top, look at the mental health problems. Like this is not a system where people are winning. We're all losing, and it's an international crisis of imagination.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I studied. I had the opportunity to study at the LSE. I had a scholarship. And i met some people there who were like you know getting jobs at the u.n in the world bank Mm in the imf and all these big ass institutions and you could tell that they just Mm -hmm. like that they were kind of like they knew that it had no effect it had no change Mm -hmm. if anything it made things worse um and you're right like and these are people who have so much power so much knowledge so much wealth who are at the top of these ladders uh and they really have this like the crisis of the imagination, as you say, mm. uh, you know, and 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 they looking for for options, ideas, ways out, uh, and I think that's that's you know, yeah, part of the issue. Like we really need to free the imagination again, you know, yeah. give the power of
0: the imagination to people yeah. again. Yeah, and break down as well the these party lines and these you know class lines as well, and and really explicate like this isn't just about um, bringing you know some people up. Uh, a a level or whatever this is about literally freeing everybody from the a lifetime of of servitude essentially to something that doesn't serve us like you will win come and help (laughs)
1: exactly exactly yeah Yeah, yeah. i mean if you really want a classless uh society and abolish uh, the patriarchy capitalism all these things it's really about studying with yourself but then also with the people in your communities where you are organizing where you are and really changing social relations you know uh, money as a social relation is really hard to change because mm-hmm. we're so colonized by it that we don't see it, it's so close to it we don't see it mm. uh, and that's really part of the challenge that's why, that's why we should think about it as a territory of defense, territory uh, of defense.
0: you know it's amazing just like,
1: you know, just like your body and also the land yeah. you know, those are also territories of defense
0: yeah, 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 something that can be used to create the kind of society and community that we want as opposed to something that demands all of our hours and energy and, and health
1: yeah, uh, can, can I can I ask you a question, Yeah. Also? Oh, it's very interesting. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why why did you make this podcast, or why are you making this podcast? Sure.
0: Um. So I um. I'm really interested in other centric forms of media, um, and just other centric ways of doing things. Um, and I wanted to create this in order to, yeah, platform projects, visions, people who are working to protect the planet and empower people. Um it did originally start as that idea, but within a different form. And, and yeah, it came, came to be this. I think that, I think that the, as you say, there's a lot of fantastic projects going, out, uh, going on at the moment around the world. And oftentimes there's a lack of bridge. And um, there's also sometimes a lack of, how do I put this, a vernacular that is a little bit exclusive or radical. Ooh um to a mainstream audience and i hope to kind of yeah be able to help build a part of that bridge in a way i also want to learn i'm also very very keen to know how as a citizen i can do my best and what kind of projects um to get involved with and it's definitely kind of acting as a framework for some of the ideas that that i'm having and i want to put into practice god it's such a joy like What an amazing excuse to call up all of you fantastic people doing all sorts of stuff, (laughs) you know, and, like, get you on the phone for an hour and a half and learn about what you're doing under the guise Mm. of, you know, interviewing you. It's amazing. Mm. It's the best job Mm. I've ever had that doesn't pay a single penny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lovely. That's really nice. Nice. Awesome. I hope so.
0: I hope so. Tell me, Julio, uh, because I know that you, you have to go. Who would you like to platform?
1: I'm thinking because... Uh, <laughs> it's this thing of like, if I platform somebody and they're really, really busy, they're going to be angry at me because they're going to be like, oh my God, Julio, why are you putting more work on my name? Uh, but I'll platform my friend Brett Scott, uh, who does a lot of good work around money, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's a good guy. I think you'll enjoy having a conversation with him. Okay, cool. Yeah. He has a website called, I think it's Altered States of Money okay. or Altered States of Monetary Consciousness or something like this. So he's a, he's a friend, you know, he just moved to Berlin and he's uh, also here in the scene now helping to get things going.
0: Julia, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Hello, hello. If you loved that, which I'm sure you did, how couldn't you? please leave Platform Enterprise a five-star review and subscribe over at www.platformenterprise.com. My aim is to not be dependent on social media overlords <laughs> as quickly as possible. So subscribing to my mailing list is the best way to help me out. Thank you. You can find Julio on Twitter at Julio Linares underscore. And you can also learn more about Circles at www.joincircles.net. Okay. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, everyone. See you next week.